With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, and welcome back to another episode of Steelers Stat Geek. This is Field Curtain Network editor Dave Schofield coming at you Thursday morning. We only got three of these left. This is one of three. Steelers only have three games left. It seems like it was just the other day I was counting down and longing for when we'll finally have the Steelers in training camp or finally get a preseason game. Well, unfortunately, I think for the Steelers, particularly their offense, they peaked in the preseason. But, uh, that was a long time ago. And you know what? We only got three left. Three left. Now, some people were holding out hope for more than three. And we're actually going to get into that a little bit this, this episode. But we really just got three times to, to look forward to a Steelers game left this season. It's almost Christmas. Uh, I hope you all have a Merry Christmas or whatever holiday or celebration you happen to have this time of year. I just hope that you can enjoy it. And for those of you who maybe this is a rough time of year because you have lost loved ones and and things of that nature and things aren't just quite the same, just to know that that, that my, my heart goes out to you and that I hope that you can still find comfort in something because obviously it's probably not the Pittsburgh Steelers at this point. But uh, just so you know, I, I do realize that this time of year is hard on some people while others, it's it's just an exciting time. So regardless of where you are in your life, that I just hope that uh, 
hope that if anything else, when we come back and talk ne- next week is the last one of 2023, that uh, you could have a, a, a prosperous 2024. All right, let's dive into some things. We got, I actually got a lot of little things to talk about here. So the first thing I'll do is I'm going to go ahead and knock out the Zebra Technology stat of the week. All right, well, there's I'm going to go ahead and do one because it's bad. I'm going to do it because it's bad because it's not even about the Steelers. It's actually about the Colts. But it's because they played the Steelers. I, I'm going to bring this one up. So here we go. Gardner Minshew excelled in three areas against the Steelers. When facing a four-man rush, he was 15 of 18, 186 yards and two touchdowns. When taking over 2.5 seconds to throw, he was 10 of 14, 146 yards. All three of his touchdowns came on that, those situations. And when facing cover one, he was 5 for 10, 63 yards. All, of, all three touchdowns came in cover one. Uh, Minshew was helped by the lack of tight coverage by the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense. Just 3.6 of his pass attempts were into a tight window, the lowest rate by any quarterback in week 15. That's right. He was given good windows to throw into. Don't like to talk about those things, but when you don't have much else to talk about, that just kind of goes to show what's going on for the Steelers. I will give you this. They had another one in there. Most of the time when I'm looking for stuff for the Steelers, it's it's either running back, not this week, um, or defense. This week, we've got another one for the defense. T.J. Walk took down Garner Minshew in just 2.49 seconds over the weekend, the fastest sack in week 15, and tied eighth fastest on the season. So TJ Watt got there pretty quick. So that's the Zebra Technology stat of the week. <clears throat> We're going to dive into a couple things. In the second, I, well, I'd say second after the show, it really depends on this, how this all falls out um, as to when when I'll fit various stuff in. I'm going to talk about the receiver situation with the Steelers from a little bit of a different angle um, later on. But, but the first thing I want to talk about is – What's really going on with the Steelers? There's so many fans that are just like, you know what? I'm kind of done. I can't put up with this team. I'll listen to you guys. I mean, obviously, if you're not listening to us anymore at Steel Curtain Network, then I'm not speaking to you because you're not hearing this right now, um, unless you're catching it <clears throat> much later on. But there's a number of number of people that are just like, you know, I, I just can't watch anymore. And I, I honestly, I get that. I really do. The Steelers have not had a very watchable brand of football this year. But and they're like, and this game now is just so not important. That's actually not true. There's a lot of importance with this game. There's there's some continued significance of this Saturday's game. Now, exactly how significant it is that, that depends on what you're looking for. I'm going to give you a couple of different ways that you can look at why this game is significant. I'll go ahead and bring up the one that honestly I don't even really want to talk about because I don't I'm not buying into this because of the brand of football the Steelers are playing right now with a with a my goodness as I was counting stuff up it's a decimated defense think about this top three safeties out top two inside linebackers out potentially one of your top defensive linemen he's still got to come out of the protocol. Um, as of right now, when I'm recording this, Cam Hayward has not come through the protocol, although he did practice fully on Wednesday, which was a, a good sign to progress, but, but we'll see. But also, Cam just hasn't – He's father time's catching up with him a little bit too as he's getting dinged up and everything. So there's just a lot that the Steelers are, are, are dealing with when it comes to that. But, yeah, I, I'm going to do it. 
I'd have to, although, I, like I said, I'm not looking for this, but playoffs. That's right. That's right. Playoffs. Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs. Yeah, I'm, I am going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it. And here's why. Because some people, they're still looking for it. And honestly, if the Pittsburgh Steelers could turn it around, let's say they go out and, and not just not just get by against the Cincinnati Bengals. Let's say they win it significantly, and they look like a completely different team that's turned it around from the last three games. That could mean something. Now, I'm not banking on that. I'm not banking on that at all. Because with every week where you get a poor performance in a row, that's just showing you more of the trend. It's showing you more who you are. This is who the Pittsburgh Steelers are right now. They are their last three games. I mean, if you really want to, you can even look at like the last five games. They've won one game the last five games. Just so happened to be against Cincinnati Bengals. But they were also catching Jake Browning earlier before he really got rolling. And we're going to look at that matchup to finish things off as we normally do. But if you really want to talk about the playoff, then let's go ahead and mention it. The Steelers are a game out. Then you got to talk about tiebreakers. And a lot of those things can change. It is really tough to get into the this exactly has to happen stuff more than two weeks out. I, I looked at some stuff last week, and I brought up on the show, and that whole interesting thing with the, with the Miami Dolphins, that they could win – they, they could beat the Jets. They could even beat the Cowboys. And they could go up against the Ravens where they could end up being the number one seed. Or they could even, if other things happened where there was the right tiebreakers in there, they could be completely out of the playoffs. So they are the ones that really have a wide variety of things. But, but for the Steelers, they are currently right now 10th in the standings. Um, they and, Both them and Denver are 7-7. Seven and seven. They are one game out of sixth in the standings. And that sixth team right now, that's the Cincinnati Bengals. So that's who the Steelers play. So if the Steelers win and the Bengals lose, they're both eight and seven. Steelers would have the tiebreaker over them. The Colts, they've got they've got an easier one this week. Um, I'm trying to remember who it is that they even play. I just know it's one that – oh, they're at Atlanta. I mean, unless Tyler Heineke sparked something there. I mean – you never know what – I mean, anything can happen. But that's that's who the Colts play. But remember, it's more than just this week. It would have to be continued. And I know some people don't even want to talk about this, but this is just one of the scenarios. That's why I'm talking about it, um, of why this is a significant game. Then you got the Houston Texans against the Cleveland Browns. And for once, my goodness, the Steelers are probably wanting the Browns to win, which – because the Steelers are just so far behind. There are two games behind the Browns. Uh, that they, they, that's so difficult to catch them. And the Browns still get to play the Jets. So that one's just going to be really, really tough. And then you got the Buffalo Bills. They have to play the Chargers, who are just an absolute dumpster fire right now. But are they also a team that could catch a spark because they they just fired their coach? Sometimes you get a spark there. But uh, you also got to remember the Bills had to play the Dolphins the last week of the season. So, with if the Steelers could, you know, quote unquote, win out because they really get to start to something clicks with them and they start playing really well. Like I say, I'm not expecting it, but it's not beyond the realm of possibilities. You just need those other teams that they're behind for the most part because of the tiebreakers. You just need most of those teams to lose just to lose one, one out of their last three. And we can look at that more as we go. 
But none of that matters for the Steelers if they don't win on Saturday. So the significance with Saturday is this, when it comes to the playoffs, the Steelers would still be alive. So if you're one of those people that are like, hey, I want get to get there, I'm going to also bring this up because so many people will say, oh, this team's so bad, you just want to go in the playoffs, get trounced again. I know. It, listening to, to I, 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 Ed Bouchette, which I had so much respect for him, but some, some of the stuff they were saying on the Steel City Insider was just like, yeah, you guys are almost too much now. That um, that they're like, oh, do you even really want to play? See him, see him play and get trounced in the playoffs. Remember, Kenny Pickett would likely be back by then. You're talking about a bunch of players, particularly on the Steelers' offense, that have never played in an, in an NFL postseason game. Even if they got shellacked, it's still the whole idea of. They've been in the atmosphere. They understand what it takes and how it's a different brand of football. It would be the experience. Honestly, if some miraculous thing would happen where the Steelers would sneak into the postseason this year, that's all I would chalk it up for is like gain the experience, even if it's not one where you are very close to success. That That's the only thing I can really take out of that. So that's one of three things of why this game on, on Sunday so – on, sorry. Saturday, it's not when God intended football to be played. We're on Saturday now. Why it's it, this game has a continued significance. Here's another one. Let's look at the AFC North, where I've done some rundowns of these, okay? I, and I've been talking about the, this kind of stuff. You know, the Ravens there in first at 11-3. and three. Then it's the Browns at 9-5, and five, Bengals 8-6, and six, and Steelers at 7-7. Seven, seven. The Steelers are in last place. They're behind. They're game back to the Bengals, two behind the Browns. If they don't win this game, chances are, I mean, it's not beyond the realm of possibilities, but chances are they're going to come in last place in the division. Now, if they win this game, and that means they definitely have the tiebreaker over Cincinnati, um, they probably still do with conference record and everything anyway, but they would hold that head-to-head record over Cincinnati. That would give them a much better chance of – not not being last place in the division. Now, some people are like, who really cares? Some people might want to be last place in the division because that brings a last place schedule. That means you get to play the last place team of the two AFC conferences that you only match up against, not conferences, sorry, two AFC divisions that you only match up against one team and the NFC division that you only match up against one team. You would be playing the fourth place team in those divisions. That would that would be beneficial. Some people would say, "Hey, if, if this season's done, get an easier schedule for next year." I get that. I get that. You know, this there's a couple of different ways you could look at this when it comes to the AFC North standings. Um, I'm trying to remember which divisions the Steelers will play. Obviously, it's going to be. I know that because they played everybody in in the South this year. There'll only be one of them from the South that they play this coming year. I'm trying to remember which one they played last year when you look at everything, because then that would mean it would be the one that's remaining. Um, So, I mean, last year they played all of the East. So it would be the last place team in the East, which would probably, I don't know if it'll be New England or the Jets. We'll have to look, see how that plays out. Um, And you, then it would also be the, uh, um, you're, you're talking about the NFC South as well, where you would be looking at the at the 
the I guess the fourth place team there. It's either going to be the third or the fourth. I don't see the Steelers. That would be crazy if they could catch the Browns. The Browns would have to drop. The Browns would have to drop two of their last three. Now, granted, if they play in Houston, then they host the Jets, and then they go to Cincinnati. They could drop a couple of them. Honestly, I, I think Joe Flacco's living on borrowed time. He's still. Oh, they're like, oh, he's throwing all these yards. He's still throwing a lot of interceptions. They're finding a way to win. It's still really about um, the defense, even though some of these games are higher scoring, still coming through for the, for the Browns. So that's still possible. The Steelers can't win the North. They're they're mathematically they can't do it. They're four games back with three with, with three to go. So they can't do that. So that that's not even really worth talking about. But look at the historical significance of the Pittsburgh Steelers and where they place in the division. The last time the Steelers placed in last place in their division, you would have to go back to 1988. In 1988, the Pittsburgh Steelers finished 5-11 that season. This was a couple seasons before Chuck Knoll retired or, or, or quote-unquote retired but this was the old this was the old AFC Central they there was four teams in there at the time they came in five and they, they finished five and eleven and they came in fourth out of four that is the last time the Pittsburgh Steelers came in last in their division now there were some times where there was five teams in the division even six teams in the division the last time the Pittsburgh Steelers came in fourth was in 1999 when they were 6 and 10 they came in fourth out of 6. So there's that one. Then if you want to go back other than 1988 to the last time um I said I said okay yeah 1988 sorry I started looking at 1998. The last time the Steelers came in last place in the division you have to go back to 1969 the year before the merger, when the Steelers were one and thirteen, they were fourth out of four. But you got to remember what what was going on with the Steelers in nineteen sixty nine. They were still that was still the NFL. They were in the Century Division, okay. And you know before they they, they merged and went to the quote unquote AFC that they're still in now. So since the Steelers have been a part of the American Football Conference. They have only finished last place in their division one time. This goes back to before. I was born, and probably a lot of you all were born. I know that we have a number of people out there listening that that wouldn't be before you were born. But still, that's a long time. One time where the Steelers had come in last. Now, what's interesting is the Steelers, part of the reason that the Steelers would be, would be coming in last is look at the division. The Steelers are 500 right now and in last place in the division. That's because the division is strong. There's been plenty of times where the Steelers had records of, of that nature that weren't that way. I mean, just go back to as early as 2019. The Steelers finished 8-8 eight and eight and came in second place in the division at 8-8. Eight and eight. They did it again in 2013. In 2012, they were 8-8. Eight eight, they were third. So, I mean, there's, and you know, they were third in 2006 when they were 8 and 8. Then you want to go back to the last time the Steelers didn't have a winning record, 2003, they were still third in the division. 
the Steelers had some years in there. They didn't have very good records. I've mentioned the six and 10 when they were fourth out of six and 99. But I mean, there's plenty of times where the Steelers, I mean, my goodness, they were seven and nine, seven and nine in 1991 and came in second place in the division at seven and nine. So that's why I said you got to go back to the five and 11 in 1988 to when the last time they came in last. So there's plenty of times there the Steelers didn't have a very good record, but yet they didn't finish in last place in the division. Now, I don't know if that'll mean anything to you or not. Now, the thing is, is the Steelers can't have a losing record in the division. Right now they're three and one. They've already beat each team in the in the division. So if they lose to the Bengals and lose to the Ravens, the worst division record, I mean the worst their division record could be is three and three, which is what they were last year when all four teams were three and three and they all split with everybody. So if the Steelers could win one of one of the two games against the Bengals and Ravens, they I mean the Steelers actually have a chance. Seriously, they could finish with the best record in the division and yet finish in last place in the division. That that would be crazy. But when you can't beat teams outside of your division, that's what happens. So okay, so that was another reason why I said that there is there is still significance with this game. So for those looking for playoff, I, I got that. For those looking at where the Steelers finish in the AFC North, there's that reason. Whether you want them to finish not in last place because of the significance, or you'd rather get that last place schedule, that's up to you with how you're thinking. Here's here's the third one. Here's the last one. Some people are like this way. I understand it. In the past, I've been frustrated with it. But this year, you know, I, 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 I'm not going to ridicule people for this line of thinking. And that is the draft. Looking at the draft and where the Steelers would draft. If they're not going to make the playoffs, they might as well get as high a draft pick as they can. Well, right now, the Steelers at 7-7 seven and seven are slated to pick 16th. This is according to tankathon.com. Yeah, it's about about where 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 you know, teams would tank. So they're sixty now. They are the fourth of four teams that are at seven and seven. They're the fourth of, of four teams. It's New Orleans, Denver, Seattle, Pittsburgh. Okay, but there's also three teams at six and eight in Atlanta, Green Bay, and Vegas. Those teams, the the top draft pick out of them. Is tenth right now. Atlanta at six and eight. They're sitting. They're sitting there in the tenth spot. There are some Steeler fans that would rather them lose three games, finish seven and ten, and maybe move up this a little bit. And if that's you, I get it. I got it. You know that. Then that's your thing. But at least it makes this game significant, whether it's to win it or lose it. So. Whether you want to tune in or not, those are some of the reasons. Now, another thing that I just wanted to bring up, because they, they list this here on Tankathon, and that is they, they look at current trends of teams and, you know, their streak. You know, they've, you've, you've won two in a row. You've lost three in a row and everything. Right now, the Pittsburgh Steelers are tied for the second longest losing streak. Right now, the Washington Commanders have the longest one. They've lost five in a row. The Steelers have lost three in a row, and so have the Jacksonville Jaguars. They are a very streaky team um, when, when it comes to, to, to their record and everything, but they've dropped three in a row. Um, also, so have the Philadelphia Eagles. So the Steelers, the Eagles, and the Jaguars, three teams that have lost three games in a row. Now, if you're wondering, okay, well, who's won the most in a row? Well, Baltimore's run four in a row, but they're still not the most. San Francisco's won six in a row. 
but Baltimore's won four in a row. Uh, and both the Bengals and Buccaneers have won three in a row. So it's a collision course right now. The Steelers and the Bengals last played four weeks ago. The Bengals have won every game since. The Steelers have lost every game since. So we'll get into that matchup um, after the break. Real quick, um, just to let you know, I'm going to look at some wide receiver stuff following the break, hitting the matchup, and then we'll be done for the week. But uh, the reason I'm bringing up wide receiver stuff is because of all the, the interesting stuff with George Pickens going on this week and you know his effort and his crazy explanation that was actually worse than what I think the truth really was. He tried to say he was trying not to get hurt. I think the truth was he just was lazy on the play, and I think his 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 excuse to save face was actually worse than what the real answer was. But that's just me. But I'm going to look at wide receiver, and people talk about the Steelers and how they draft these wide receivers. I'm actually going to, uh, and how they do such a good job, I'm actually going to try to see if that's actually true. So stick around. We'll be right back at you. When my phone rings, you found someone new. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, Steelers fans, here we go. We're rolling on with this week's Stat Geek. Whoo, hey, thanks for, for sticking with me through the break. Now, George Pickens, a lot of people with everything going on, they're saying, you know, maybe it's time for the Steelers to move on from him. Maybe they could find a suitor and then maybe they could trade him. And maybe that would be best for the team. I'm not going to get into that part of things. I That is understandable. I, 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 Totally see that. But I want to get into the whole idea of, oh, the Steelers, man, they just knock it out of the park when it comes to drafting wide receivers and everything. Maybe they do and maybe they don't. But do they really find their answers at wide receiver? I, I wanted to, I, I really wanted to go back and do everyone under Colbert, but that just kind of seemed to go on for too long. So I went back since Mike Tomlin took over. Um, I'm not just to pick an arbitrary point. And I looked at every receiver that the Steelers have drafted. And here's what's crazy. Now, three of them are still on the are still on the team. Steelers have three wide receivers on the team that they drafted. 
And those wide receivers are George Pickens, who is finishing up his second year, Calvin Austin, who was technically finishing up his first year because he didn't get to play it all last year, and Deontay Johnson, who is finishing up his fifth season. So now Deontay Johnson is actually going to, because he's been there long enough, he's going to fit into the category of what I'm looking at. The other two guys are not yet. So even though the Steelers have drafted 18 wide receivers since 2007, the, the, the two most recent ones from 2022, I'm not looking at because their story has not been written yet. And I'm going to say, hey, how long did they play with the Steelers? How long did they play with somebody else? And how has it really worked out for them? You know, have they, you know, are they pro bowlers, anything else? You know, and, and to see how much the Steelers don't actually have a lot of wide receivers that, that, that stick around. Here, check it out. 2020, Chase Claypool. He played not even three seasons. He was in his third season with the Steelers when they traded him. So he's played more than a season somewhere else, and, man, has he fallen off of a cliff with his play. Deontay Johnson, he is in his fifth season with the Steelers. He has made it to a Pro Bowl. He's still on the team. That was from 2019. 2018, James Washington, four years with the Steelers on his rookie deal, did not come back, spent one year with the Dallas Cowboys, was injured and everything else. He's not even in the NFL this year. He's not with, he hasn't been with the team since, since August. So that's, you know, then that's a second round pick. Then we look at, so that was 2018, 2017, Juju Smith-Schuster. Technically he got a second contract with the Steelers, but it was really more of a COVID contract, if if you know what I mean, because things weren't working out um, with, with being able to sign somewhere else. So he played five seasons with the Steelers. He was a pro bowler one season. He is now in his second season beyond the Steelers, but, Man, he's got, I think he's had 26 touchdowns as a Steeler and in his five seasons and four total in the last two years, regular season. Three last year, one this year, and that's it. So the production from that standpoint has really fallen off. All right. 2016, there's actually um, got, got him. Where am I? There we go. Even though they were drafted late, I still got to bring it up. Seventh-round draft pick. DeMarcus Ayers played one season with the Steelers, only appeared in two games. That was it. But that's a seventh-round draft pick. So, I, so, But the Steelers have had six-round draft picks that played more seasons than anybody else, as we'll get to. Then you got in 2015, you got Sammy Coates. He played two seasons with the Steelers and two, uh, and two outside of the Steelers, and that was it for him. I got to put this there because he's technically listed on pro football reference as a wide receiver, whatever you would, you would consider him. Dree Archer, third-round pick in, in 2014. He played not even two seasons. If you want to say he wasn't really a wide receiver, I'm not going to argue with you. But because he's listed as such on pro football reference, I counted him. But in that same draft, Martavis Bryant played three seasons with the Steelers, one outside of the Steelers. I mean, he's still around trying now that he's reinstated, trying to, to get back, but um, not yet. He hasn't played in any games this year, so that doesn't count. Um, and, you know, no Pro Bowls or anything like that for him. So that one was, was one that people thought he was great, but it really didn't pay off in the long run. Then you've got 2013, Marcus Wheaton. He played four years with the Steelers, done his rookie contract, played two more in the NFL, then was done. That same draft in 2013, the Steelers did draft a wide receiver in the sixth round, Justin Brown. He played one season, 
Um, and I, what is it, like eight games, something like that, and with the Steelers, and that was it. Then moving on to 2012, another seventh-round draft pick at wide receiver, Tony Clemens. He didn't play any seasons with the Steelers. He played one in Jacksonville where he appeared in four games. That was it. So some of these are just because, you know, they're, they're, they're lower picks. Uh, 2010, this is where it got – was pretty good. Emmanuel Sanders, four seasons with the Steelers, eight seasons away from Pittsburgh, was a pro bowler, not in Pittsburgh. And then you also had Antonio Brown. He played nine seasons in Pittsburgh, three seasons elsewhere. He was multiple-time Pro Bowl All-Pro. You know, best best wide receiver that the Steelers have had where they drafted under Mike Tomlin. And, and yes, that they had. Uh, 2009, it was Mike Wallace in the third round. He played his four years in Pittsburgh, and then he played six more. He was a Pro Bowler one season in Pittsburgh. Uh, let's see, we got two more. 2008, Lima Swede, second round pick. I mean, think about that. He was drafted higher than Mike Wallace, and he played two seasons at Pittsburgh, and that was it. Then in 2007, Coach Tomlin's first year with the Steelers, they did take a wide receiver in the seventh round. Dallas Baker played one year with the Steelers and was in eight, appeared in eight games, had one reception. You know, that was it. But if you look at that now, yeah, you can say, yeah, there was at least three seventh round picks, a couple sixth round picks, but one of those was Antonio Brown. But if you look at the wide receivers that the Steelers have had over that time, and yeah, I, I wish I would have had a little bit more time and space on my notebook to go back and look at them with all the way back with Kevin Colbert. And you think of all these, all, all this greatness. Over that time, the Steelers have only had three wide receivers that were around past their rookie contract. Three. Three. Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster for that one extra year, and now Deontay Johnson. That's it. That's all. So they have these receivers, but they aren't long-term answers. So you're like, oh, well, the Steelers, they, they can cycle receivers in and out. You know what they're kind of missing, though? You know what they're kind of missing? They're missing that guy that's been there, done that, and been around for a while. That's what the, I mean, the Steelers need a guy like that, but they haven't been able to draft him. I mean, Antonio Brown was that guy for a while until the, you know things went off the rails. You know, you look back to, oh, you had the Heinz Ward, you had, you know, but the other guys, it just it just hasn't happened. So now the, now the Steelers also had four players, four players that were rookie contract, and that was it. Okay, Mike Wallace was one of them. You know, they offered him the contract, he turned it down, so they gave it to Antonio Brown. Um, Emmanuel Sanders didn't keep in past four years because they they went with Brown over Sanders. Those that's what those were 2009, 2010. That's because they were those three were clustered together, and the Steelers, you know, basically picked one. So I could I, I kind of get that. But then if you look at it, the only other two players that played their whole rookie deal was Marcus Wheaton, who then went on and then didn't do anything, and James Washington, who went on and didn't do anything. Both of those guys. Probably the only reason the Steelers kept them around is because they were cheap. You know, not that they were they weren't ever the guy. But the Steelers had nine wide receivers that played three years or less for them. You know, Chase Claypool, Demarcus Ayer, Sammy Coates, Dre Archer, Martavis Bryant, Justin Brown, Tony Clemens, 
Lima Sneed and and Baker. I can't even remember what is um, uh, Dallas Baker. There we go. Now some of those, like I said, were later round draft picks. But the Steelers, this whole notion that they that they draft good wide receivers, if they do, it's just to recycle them. It really is. And I think one thing that they've been missing that they could really use on this team is that guy that's the guy. Because you would think that's Deontay Johnson, but he's not really there yet. He's He he doesn't seem to be that guy in the locker room with them. Uh, maybe is, maybe he is, but he just doesn't come across that way with Steelers fans. All right, well, we, we only got a couple minutes left, so I got to I, I gotta run down real quick the, uh, the, the breakdown, the matchup. The, the rankings, th- these rankings aren't all that different from when these teams matched up um, four, was it four weeks ago? However many weeks, forget five weeks ago. They've played three games since. We'll just say that. So let's hit it. Pittsburgh Steelers, Cincinnati Bengals. Offense first. Um, let's go passing offense. Steelers 28th, 177.1 yards. Bengals 13th, 234.4. That has not fallen off without Joe Burrow being there. Uh, but when you talk about running offense, Steelers are 16th, 110 yards a game. So middle of the pack. Bengals 31st. Still aren't really running the ball. They have been using the receivers out of the backfield of the passing game, though. You got it. Not receivers, sorry. Running backs. And that's that's been a big thing for them. So that's part of the reason you have that. When it comes to scoring points, the Steelers just don't do it. 28th in the NFL, 15.9. Bengals, much better. 14th in the NFL, 21, 21.9. Uh, yeah, that's right. Six points better than the Steelers. Overall yards, Steelers overall offensive rank, 27th in the league, 287.1 yards a game. Bengals 21st, 318.8. So it's not like the Bengals are tearing it up offensively from a yard standpoint just because they haven't got very many rushing yards. When you look at um, avoiding the splash plays, the Bengals have been sacked 38 times. So it's tied for 22nd. Steelers have been sacked 31 times times that is ninth when it comes to turning the ball over Bengals have been better than the Steelers they're tied for first with 12 turnovers the Steelers they've turned it over 14 times they're tied for fifth yeah those three the last game moved the Steelers from top of the NFL out of that spot now when it comes to the defense this is where there's there's some some differences okay let's just let's look at passing defense the Steelers they're 20th in the NFL 225.1 yards a game Bengals are 27th, 254.1. Yeah, not good passing defense. Steelers run defense, not as good as their pass defense ranking-wise. Uh, 21.6, that's 22nd in the NFL. Um, where where the Bengals, they're, they're even worse. They're 28th, 128.3 yards per game. That gives an overall yardage, overall defense score of the Steelers are 20th at 346.8. Bengals are 31st, 382.4. But much like the Steelers, they are both 11 rankings higher when it comes to points surrendered. The Steelers are 9th, giving up 20 points a game. The Bengals are 20th, giving up 22.2 points a game. So, So look at that. Bengals 31st in yards, 20th in points. Steelers 20th in yards, 9th in points. That's the way... It goes for them. So people, I know when the when they're like, oh, well, the Steelers still only scored 16 points against the Bengals. I mean, and that's a terrible defense. It's a terrible defense when it comes to giving up yards. It's probably why the Steelers went over 400 yards against them. But they're a lot like the Steelers. They'll give up yards, but they don't always give up the points. 
Now let's look at those splash plays. Um, the Steelers have 39 sacks in the season. That's tied for 13th. The Bengals are one less with 38 sacks tied for 17th. And when it comes to takeaways, the Steelers have 21. They're tied for 12th. But the Bengals are even better. They have 23 tied for six. So they're kind of like the Steelers. They get some of those splash plays on defense and, and, and everything else. This, this is an interesting matchup. The problem is the Steelers just haven't been playing well. They just haven't been playing well. So that's what it really comes down to. So there, there are significant reasons for this, you know, why this game is important. It all depends on your mentality as a fan, which, which one's more important to you. Is it about still possibly making the playoffs? Is it about, you know, finishing and, you know, not finishing last in the AFC North? Is it finishing to, to have the easier schedule for next year where you want to finish last in the AFC North? Is it about getting the best draft pick? Either way, that, well, however you want to look at it, that's up to you. So, But I'll tell you this, I'm still going to be doing my thing, following the Steelers, and we'll still be bringing you the same content that we always bring you. I'll be back tonight on the Steelers preview with Jeff Hartman and Brian Anthony Davis. I'll be back Saturday morning on Last Minute Thoughts. I will be back Saturday night with the postgame show. And then after that, I'm going to have, try to do my very best to have a Merry Christmas and won't be back until, um, I don't know, I, it's a Tuesday press conference. I have company. I don't know if I'm going to be the one covering that one or not. Uh, might, be, might be bad doing that one for me. Uh, we just have to see how that all works out timing-wise. But then I'll be back on the Scrub Bro Show after that. But we have all our podcasts coming your way. And, of course, we will still have the same great content for you at SteelCurdNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. As I always say, to finish these out. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.